Welcome to 20% Time, a podcast that takes you behind the scenes of Titan, a web consultancy based out of Chicago, but entirely remote. And uh, I used to say spread out all over North America, but we are now spread out all over the place. We specialize in Laravel, a PHP framework, uh, but we're often pairing that with any number of JavaScript frameworks and libraries. I'm your host, Dave Hicking, and this week I am joined by Rissa Jackson, uh, an apprentice programmer here at Titan. Rissa, how are you? I'm doing great, Dave. Happy to be here. Awesome. Uh, so, Rissa, you are pretty new to Titan. And so for people who don't know you or haven't seen you online, can you say a little bit about yourself? What do you do? Sure. Um, so my name is Rissa Jackson, and I've been working at Titan for about three months now. And uh, I have only been a professional developer for a year as of uh, two days ago. Wow. And so- Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. So that was pretty exciting. Um, so mostly I'm learning and and trying to become a better developer as an apprentice here at Titan. Yeah. So that rolls right into the first thing I wanted to ask you. So the title apprentice programmer, people know what an apprentice is kind of. I feel like we have this sort of like almost like old school, like, oh yeah, the plumber has an apprentice or like the seamstress yeah. has an apprentice or the electrician, but an apprentice programmer, what does that mean at Titan? Yeah, that's a great question. I think like, I think, you know, a lot of people know this term as like a junior developer in this field, but I think apprentice is like a really lovely word for it. Like it's, it's a person who is, you know, learning from the people who have experience and they're, they're growing into the role. They're going to eventually do the role. And I think that's especially true here at Titan because you, as you mentioned, we're a consultancy and we're working with clients. And so an apprentice developer, like I'm not working with the clients yet. I am learning how to be able to work with the clients. And so there's this really awesome opportunity to be at a job where I am being paid to learn and become a stronger developer so that I eventually can work with the clients. And I think it's really fantastic that they appreciate learning and mentoring so much here that they will have this role available, even though it's not really making Titan money right now. Like I'm not working on the the projects that will, you know, give mm. money to Titan. No, but I mean, that's part, I mean, I'm going to editorialize here. Right? I mean, I think part <laughs> of the whole idea is, you know, you, there's, you can either, you know, there are lots of amazingly talented uh, Laravel developers out there. We have a whole bunch of them who work at Titan, but sometimes the best way to grow your company is to grow your mm. company truly from the ground up. Right. And yeah. Um, I, I think that's awesome. I'm glad we're doing it. So you you mentioned you're just over a year into your programming uh, career. What was your background before you got into programming? And then as a follow-up to that, what got you into programming? Sure. Yeah, those are great questions. Um, so I was in school for an international relations and Chinese degree. And as much as I loved studying those things, they were really fantastic classes it was not a career that I was excited about being part of. And I, I'm not a morning person. I wasn't really excited about, you know, working a nine to five job somewhere. And I just never really imagined myself as someone in the tech field, especially not a developer, but my partner um, is a developer and I saw his life and I was like, that's the life I want. Like he has remote job. He has flexible hours. Like as a person who is not a morning person and wants to travel, that is like the career for me. So I was trying to do it. And I'm going to be honest, it was hard. Like my brain yeah. doesn't naturally think this way. Um, I, I really was trying to self-select myself out thinking like, oh, I have to be good at math. And as Samantha Geitz on uh, the Laravel podcast talked about, there's a lot of reasons why 
you know, women might not think they're good at math are not just about their abilities, but, uh, but then, you know, I realized like, I am a good person for this. Like there might be ways that I can contribute new things to this field that are not always naturally here. Um, you know, like I have strong soft skills and, and skills that are still useful to a developer. And so it's been really awesome, like working on a computer and seeing how magical it is, like what, you know, cool things you can get it to do. And um, I graduated in May, 2020, which was right when the pandemic was going. Scary time to graduate, but um, in ways that was helpful for me because I was able to get my first job as a developer remotely. And I was able to get flexible hours way earlier in my career. So I am grateful for that aspect of the pandemic, although I would rather not have it. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah. But definitely a winding journey to get here as a developer, just sort of taking classes um, while I was in school. And I got like a, basically a certificate uh, minor when I was in school and then uh, just kept going, never looked back. Were you were you apprehensive at all about sort of the title of apprentice and what that might mean? Because if I remember, because so if I remember actually the way that you sort of heard about, I don't know if you heard about Titan this way or whatever it was, but sort of the way that we got intro, intro together was we were advertising for another job and yes. you just sort of reached out and said, hey, I, you know, and you sort of got, you talked to Sarah Bine, who's an amazing developer Titan, you talked to me. Um, and then if I'm, you know, we hired some uh, wonderful uh wonderful devs who are currently working at Titan. When we do hiring, we tend to, it, it starts off as we're hiring for one and then it tends to sort of expand because doing hiring as a company is, it's a lot of work to be honest, but it's also super important. And if you can mm-hmm. go through this interview process and find people who are great, then you want to get as many of them as you can, as you can afford reasonably, you know, for your company. Um, and so eventually I think Matt reached out to you and started talking to you about the idea of being an apprentice when you, when you got that first email or as you sort of mulling over and you're thinking about it, like, were you like an apprentice? That's not really what I had in mind. Well, okay. So it was interesting because I think I was a little bit honest on my application for that job that I wasn't maybe the best (laughs) candidate for it. Like I was like, you're looking for things that I can't quite deliver right now, but I really like this company. So I'm going to try to apply anyways. Yeah. And so I think I was already in the mindset of like, maybe they have a lower role that they will offer or have available someday. And so I was excited that that was a real option. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I was already working as a junior developer and I was actually about to be promoted to a regular developer. Mm. So I was like on my way to being like, you know, a full developer. And so it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like potentially considered a, a step back or a sideways step. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you know, Titan was just so exciting. Like it was such a fantastic opportunity to like really learn. Like I know not every company is like this. Like some companies, they want you to learn on the job, but just enough to like, you know, do the job. Whereas like at Titan, they're like, we want you to be a great developer and share what you know with the world. And that was exciting. And I just know there's so much I can learn and gain as a developer here. So it was really a no brainer to join Titan. Do you, so if if someone was a, yeah so i guess what you would you say overall like if someone's listening to this and they're thinking about the idea whether they're early in their career or not even a, a programmer yet basically is it fair to say don't be scared of the title apprentice if you come across it depends on the company but shouldn't scare you off hopefully i kind of i kind of wish more companies did this had this explicit yeah. idea of an apprentice you know 
yeah, I do wish that more places were like this. Um, and even more so like that mindset of like, you know, wanting to help build up people so that they can be, you know, great, great developers in the company. But yeah, I would say don't be scared of it because you're always learning in your career. And if this is the right place for you to learn, like you should jump for it because that will only make you better later on. So what does a typical day look like for, for you as an apprentice? You know, uh, it mean, you know, you're not on working on client projects, but you obviously have goals. You have things that, that, that you're kind of working towards. And, you know, you talk with Matt and Keith and trying to set those, but what does a typical day look like for you? Is it, you know, are you sort of coming in and every day is brand new or do you kind of like, okay, I know, you know, today I want to, you know, as you setting your week up, like, how does that go for you? Oh, that's a great question. I think that there's such a variety uh, to how a day can go here at Titan, especially as an apprentice. And I feel like there's a lot of ability for me to say what my day looks like. Um, So I, I really start every day by looking at my goals for the day and my goals for the week. And I try to really narrow down, like, what would I really want to get done today? that would make me feel productive. And like, maybe what are my goals for this week that will feel really productive. And I think uh, what I really try to aim for is having a mix of, so we have internal work here at Titan, you know, we have our own repos, our own projects. And so I have, I have a mix of working on those projects because you run into, you run into problems. And then those are great opportunities for learning um, and going down rabbit holes and they're great. But if you only spend your time on that, you're only learning those really specific weird problems. So I, mm-hmm. I want to have a mix of that and then structured learning. So I kind of think of it as like, there's the learning you do to fix the problem you're currently facing. And then there's the learning you do to fix problems that you don't even know when you're going to get them. Like you're filling in gaps of your learning and just generally rounding out your knowledge so that maybe you don't even have to worry about that problem when you get there. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so that's those are sort of like you've got these kind of very, very short term goals. Yeah. Do you have sort of call them medium and then maybe long term goals? Like, do you have sort of benchmarks for yourself where you're like, I yeah. want to be here by a certain point? I I think like uh I think it's not as concrete, but I'm I'm figuring out what they are yeah. as we go along. But I, I would say yes, like one of my long term goals is to to pair with everyone. Like there's, oh, yeah. or everyone I can at Titan, you know, like there are so many different people who have so much different uh, knowledge and um, expertise. Like maybe they have something they're especially good at. And so I want to make sure that I have a list of who I've worked with so far and make sure I've covered everybody and get a sense for like what they have to offer. Who should I go to for what? So that's kind of like a longer term goal. And I also want to, you know, look at the things that I, I have a list of things that I'm weaker at. So just kind of working on uh, building up those skills. And of course, my my long-term goal is, you know, I would love to be a regular developer at, at Titan. So it's, you sound like a very organized person who, who is, uh, who, who um, hopefully has a, I think has a pretty clear eye about, like you have a pretty good understanding of this is what I feel strong in, this is what I don't feel strong in. And regardless, you know, obviously we only have you know, we have two apprentice programmers at Titans, but beyond that, is it safe? Like, is, is it safe to say, like, if you're early in your career, definitely, like, I love the idea that you have this list of people that you want to pair with. And I bet, like, if you're, or if you're an early in your career dev at any company, if there's any kind of pairing culture, or maybe it's not quite 
the kind of pair, you know, pair programming culture you want, but whether it's collaborating or side projects, but like to almost be like systematic and not just by chance or kind of keep it in your head, but really like write it down, go through it. That's interesting. I love that idea. Yeah, definitely. Because there's so much, you know, knowledge around you at the company and, and it's really important to try and tap into it if you can, like if you have those opportunities. Yeah, that's cool. Um, has there been anything about the experience of being an apprentice so far at Titan that has surprised you? Um, so I think I've touched on this a little bit, but I'll expand. I think the freedom at Titan has been really interesting and a little bit surprising. Like I, I think there's a lot of control that I have over like my apprenticeship, Yeah. like figuring out what I need to be working on, figuring out my plan, how to like teach myself. And I, I would say I'm not like on my own. I'm not kind of drifting in the ocean, right. just trying to build my own raft. There's <laughs> It's quite <laughs> there's a metaphor problems. we're building there. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. You're right. Like you, no, it's true. I mean, um, it's not like you came in and we're like, here's your 20 step plan for becoming a, you know, m- you know, Matt and Dan and Keith have, I'm sure benchmarks that they want you to get to eventually. And you have your own benchmarks that you've talked about, but you kind of get to choose your own adventure on the way there. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's really great. And it's, it's a testament to like their trust in us as yeah. the, like, as the people that they were excited to hire. Um, but I, I think that you know, like they're, they're here to help. Like they're here to give advice. They're here to tell us like we should be potentially working on something. They give us projects. Like there are definitely times where I'm like, I don't know what to work on. And then, you know, Matt just messages and is like, Hey, work on this thing. And I'm like, Oh, perfect. It's like, he knew I just was looking for something. Um, but I feel like overall there's like this sense of like, I can know what is helpful for me and what will help me grow. And I can work on that. And that's really awesome. I think. Do you have any go-to kind of learning resources that you always find yourself reaching for, or does it really kind of all depend as you are sort of working through stuff? Ooh, good question. Um, it, it does depend a little bit on what I'm trying to learn, but I mean, you know, we work with Laravel, of course. So like Laracast is like an incredible resource yeah. um, that I have been tapped. I've tapped into a lot and will continue to do so for years. Uh, the Laravel podcast, uh, especially season four, is so fantastic. Like really going over key topics, um, you know, like databases and and like middleware and all these like things that you should understand, but they're explained so well. And especially in the context of what we do. Um, and then uh, if I'm like working on front end stuff, I really like Wes Boss. He's a fantastic uh instructor. Yeah. And so I've really been loving his React course, his JavaScript course. So I definitely think that like those really awesome resources are great for like that kind of structured learning I was talking about. Yeah. That is um paired with, you know, just working through something and running to problems. And <laughs> yeah. What uh what's the most fun thing or interesting you could you could take all sorts of ways. Fun, interesting. <laughs> what's a what's a really cool or interesting thing for you that you have learned so far since you since you've been at Titan? Ooh. Okay, that's a great question. I'll have to think about that. Uh, I I'm gonna talk about Tailwind. Oh yeah, we love yeah. Tailwind. I feel like there's so many podcasts that we do here at Tailwind where we end up talking about Tailwind. We love Tailwind. I, we do love Tailwind, and I get it now. I hated CSS. It was a it was a confusing, strange world that I didn't know how to deal with. And my like one of my first projects here, Matt was like, "Here, do this Tailwind project," and I'm like. Matt, I don't really know this. I don't know any of this stuff. And I certainly don't know Tailwind. 
but you know, I felt like he really trusted me to like learn it and take the time I needed to figure it out. And it was so fun. Oh my gosh. It's so fun to work with. It feels magical. It's like really user-friendly. I, I feel like I'm like, you know, being sponsored by Tailwind or something, but we, you know, we, we love Adam and Steve. They both used to work at yeah. Tailwind. it's fine. Like it's all in the family. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> so you, when, when, when Matt gave you that assignment, did you feel as an apprentice, like it was like, it was a bad thing to tell your boss, Hey, I don't know this. Or did you feel free to be like, no, it's okay. Like, I don't know this. So what are we going to do about it? Like, did you feel any trepidation? Uh, a little bit. I yeah. mean, I think, uh, man, Centoria uh, did a really fantastic episode with you on like imposter syndrome and like, that's so real. Like, it's so yeah. hard not to have that. And I, I, of course had those moments where I was like, what if Matt's like, she doesn't know as much as I thought we did. Like maybe we made a mistake sure. hiring her or something. But I think that Matt is, you know, a really lovely, approachable human. Like, you know, he's really empathetic and caring. And so it feels a lot easier to be like, I, I don't know what this is, Matt. Like, I'm not sure if I yeah. can do it. And I feel like he's just very supportive. I'm sure you know this. I've, I've known Matt for a long time. This is turning into like the <laughs> We Love Titan episode of 20% Time. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, new, that's so fine. Really no, like no, it. that's great. I mean, yeah, I mean, you are still uh, pretty new to Titan. If you were like, yeah, Dave, you know, it's okay. Apprentice life is kind of boring. I'd be like, okay, we need a new, a new uh, topic for the podcast. Um, but yeah, no, Tailwind. Uh, have you had a chance to work at all with Tailwind UI? Not yet, but oh, that's good. Um, that that project that I've yeah. been kind of shadowing, um, I, was gonna I say, got to see it and it yeah. was really cool. Yeah, Tailwind UI is very cool as well. So I, I guess like I really love the opportunity to work with such new technology. Um, you know, sometimes at other companies, like you don't always get to work with the newest thing. You have to work with what they've been working with, which sure. sometimes is frustrating and hard to work with. Uh, is there something in particular that you have on your list that you really can't wait to learn more about? Ooh, um, man, I really want to like understand React. Like I, mm. it looks really cool. I don't fully get it. Um, oh man, for like uh, my coding, uh, in, like when I was getting hired for Titan, yeah. I had to do a React project and I had never touched it. So I was crash coursing West Boss, like while working on the program, it was rough. And I was definitely <laughs> like, I barely understand what I'm doing. So I guess I'd love to understand actually what React is. That's a good goal. I mean, uh, there are plenty of, uh, they would consider themselves non-apprentice devs who are listening to this right now who are probably also nodding along and going, yes, I too would love to learn React better. So you are not alone. Uh, don't <laughs> oh, worry. Good to know. Don't worry. Um, what else did I want to ask you? We're almost, we're, we're, we're blazing through these questions. Um, is there something that I haven't asked you that you want to talk about in terms of like life as an apprentice programmer? Yes. Okay. So I've kind of split this up into two little segments. Oh, oh, you're prepared. To, I love this. <laughs> yes. You'll have to let me know if we're like going too far or no, you know, let's, getting too much in the weeds. It's all good. Okay. So I've covered some of these before, but I want to just like quickly go over like my top junior dev tips slash apprentice oh, tips. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like this is said everywhere, but it's so true. So I'm going to say it again. Ask questions. Like your job as a new person is to learn and it's so normal to have gaps. Like everyone has imposter syndrome, but like everyone has gaps and it's so valid as a junior developer to have uh, gaps. So just feel comfortable saying you don't know and ask those questions. And like coming up with goals is so important, like short-term, long-term, check in on them. 
because, you know, it can just breeze by and you're not really sure what you're heading towards. And then um, I definitely think that like when you're learning as a junior developer, you have like this fire hose of like information coming towards you and you are not going to know it all and you're not going to understand it all. Just pick up what you can, maybe write down some of the things you want to look up later, but don't expect to understand it all. And um, pair with others all the time you can, like ask them what they recommend, ask them what they, you know, just think you should do to improve, like use those resources around you. So those are like my top junior developer tips. I'd love to give some space in case you want to. No, I, 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 I um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm thinking like, so you talk about that fire hose. Uh, yes. of info of info do you have and this might be a, a matter of personal preference i'm sure everybody's different but in general you sound like someone who likes to write things down sort of do you have like a per, do you have like a, a personal productivity system or they're just like some some or do you just get in the habit of writing stuff down like how do you approach that right because it's like okay great i need to manage the fire hose and the next question people go is how <laughs> i write some of it down but i honestly think you shouldn't write all of it down because it'll get overwhelming. You won't even be able to recognize what all you have (laughs) written down. Yeah. So I think like it's, it's similar to like, you know, like the, the frog maybe in the lukewarm water to switch metaphors, like, you know, just like absorb what you can. And like, as the water gets hotter, like just, you're like, Oh, I, I recognize this one. It came by again. Like try to pick it up the next time it comes by, like, just, just let the water get hot around you and absorb it. And you know, occasionally you'll notice like, this is a theme, like my weakness on, for me, HTML and CSS is coming up over and over again. So I'm going to, I'm going to put a note to work on that, but all the little things, like let some of them just drift by you. I like that. That's good. That's good. I I, I was like, okay. I was like, wait, I want to be the frog in the, (laughs) in the, in the boiling pot of water, but I get it. I get what you're saying. Once I started that metaphor, I was like, I think I've made the wrong choice, but I'm in it and I'm going to keep, there's keep the, going. There's no way out. The only way out is through. I get it. Yeah. I'm going to make this work somehow by just talking more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you, you had, you said that you had, so you, you just gave some great tips, which are awesome. And you had something else that you had. Is that right? Yes. I would really love to talk about getting a job as a junior developer. Let's do it. It's hard out there. And I've been out there twice recently, and I just want to talk a little bit about it. All right. So um, so I don't want to get too general with job hunting tips. There's there's tons of resources about how to get a job. So I'm not going to get too general. I'm going to try to keep it more developer focused. But like, like first thing that I think is important is salary. Like mm. it is rough getting a job as a developer you hear back from hardly anyone and you feel a little crushed every time but whenever you finally hear back from a company and you have that interview do your research on what you should be paid and ask for it i don't care if it's the only company you're talking to you deserve to be paid a reasonable good market rate salary and you should ask for it even if you think you aren't going to get this job Absolutely. We, um, we've spent a lot of time, we, I mean, uh, Titan has spent a lot of time thinking about how to approach this. And we mm-hmm. got to a point where when we have our job descriptions, our job applications, we put the salary in the job application. Because the other thing that happens there is if there is a salary, but you don't know it, mm-hmm. you get your hopes up. 
you get yep. into the process. And then by the time you get to the end, you realize, oh, we're so far apart. And yeah. that's a different level of crushed. So yes, that is a great, that is a great tip. So there are different places you can check for salaries. Um, Glassdoor is great. Uh, you know, like uh, there's like, what is it? Like pay scale. There's a couple different things like look out for different ways that you can look at what normal salaries are, but do your research ahead of time and have a number and add, you know, a certain amount to that number before you ask for something. Um, and if you're a woman, especially ask a little bit more because we undersell ourselves all the time and it's not going to help. There's um, some really great uh, podcasts out there. I'd love to quickly recommend. Yeah, sure. Um, Choose Fi. Um, there's a How to Negotiate Salary podcast. I'll send you the link. Yeah. And then there's uh, Choose Fi, Negotiate Your Salary with Tori Dunlap. These women are really intelligent. They have scripts. They have tips. Really listen to them. And I think at least one of them is a developer, so it's relevant. <laughs> so that part is really important to me. And then, you know, uh, make sure that you are practicing like uh, your programming, like your algorithms. Leak code is really fantastic for it, but I want to give some really quick tips on that. So the easy problems on leak code are hard. They're really hard. And even people with a degree say they're hard. Um, so what you want to do is you want to do just the easy questions. You want to sort by acceptance rate. And you want to start with those because there is a range. The easy questions can be really easy or really hard. Okay. Yeah. I never heard of that site. Oh, uh, I think there's a couple out there, but yeah. Code is pretty popular. Yeah. So definitely recommend that. And then um, I really want to say this for the women out there. Watch out for glue work. It is really easy to do. Oh, I, I see a question. Yeah. Yeah. Could you, could you define that a little bit more? Would that be? Yes. Okay. I'd love to. Um, so there's a really fantastic talk from Tanya. She was a principal software engineer at Squarespace. And so glue work is the work that honestly you do, Dave. It is <laughs> important work and it's sure. work that makes things happen. Like it is, you know, figuring out why things aren't working, talking to people, you know, why are people's, uh, expectations misaligned, like what are people needing? Why are they, uh, you know, not making progress? It's just all this soft skills of like planning, organizing, talking to people, figuring out how to improve things around you. And it's something that women do often pretty well at because we are socialized to do that. And we, we sometimes do that early in our career when we're not going to get promoted for it or appreciated for it. So it's really important to make sure that what you are learning, what are you working on is promotable work and that is work that will be valued. Yeah. I mean, I hope that glue work is valued, but yeah, you're right. Same. I mean, I want it to be valued and it is obviously in some roles, it's more valued, but she does a really great talk about how this work is important, but it's not important when you're a junior developer usually. I'll have to make sure that we get links to all of this stuff to put into the notes of this podcast. This is all really great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so yeah, I guess like um, one other thing that I wanted to mention is Titan is lovely. Titan is a really fantastic company to work for. And I love being a junior developer here at Titan, uh, an apprentice. However, not all companies have a great process for junior developers. And I think 
do what you can to figure that out beforehand. You know, ask them questions up front in the interview. Like, how do they help their junior developers find success? Like, what process, plan, and structures are in place for them to become regular developers? Like, how important are soft skills, like that glue work? Um, what is promotable work? Um, how do they measure their junior developer success? Um, so that you can be as prepared as possible for if this is going to be a good company. And worst case, if you ended up a company that is not the best as a junior developer, gain all the experience you can, get all the support you can inside the company and outside. And just know that in six months or one year, you will have experience that you can build off of to go somewhere else. And it's going to be okay because this field is a really fantastic field. It just, you know, there are going to be some bumps along the road potentially, but I 100% say it's worth it. Like you may find a really lovely company just like Titan where you are so happy to be. Yeah, that also, this has been great. Uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about before we we wrap up today? I think that covers most of it. Um, Is there any questions you have or anything that I could have explained better or expand on? No, that was all great. So. For people who are listening, if they want to find you online, is there a good place that they should do that? Ooh, um, so I am on Twitter, uh, Rissa underscore Bubbles. Um, there's a story behind that. And then <laughs> and then um, I feel like that's the main place to find me. Uh, I don't really do. A, oh, OK. OK, I will plug it, even though I'm really bad at Instagram. Um, I'm on Instagram as duo underscore R&R. I do partner acrobatics and handstands. And I'm very bad at posting, but maybe if, you know, more people follow me, maybe I'll do a better job. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Rissa, thank you so much. This has been really great. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's been lovely chatting with you.